Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leak Rugby Club podcast. My name is Adam and today we are joined by uh, chairman of Leak Rugby Club, Mark Harden. Morning everybody. Morning. Morning. Um, so Mark, uh, t- tell me about yourself and, uh, and how you got uh, started uh, within your role at, at, at the rugby club. Yeah, well thank you Adam. Um, yeah, so Mark Harden, I've got, uh, I'm the chairman of Leak Rugby Club based here in uh, North Staffordshire. Um, and I got involved in the rugby club like most people do in any uh, uh, community sport through family. Uh, my son started playing rugby uh, probably when he was age about seven or eight uh, here in Leek. And I went down there as a father helping out with a guy called Clint Williams. And before you know it, you get sucked into coach, manage. And then uh, a few years ago, uh, I got uh, hooked into uh, the committee role and probably about four or five years ago, took over the chairman role. What has been your best experience uh, with, with with the club? Uh, it's a difficult one to say exactly uh, one particular thing, but uh, as, as a number of um, parts, both as a, as a, as a parent... And as a, a coach committee role, I suppose the highlight has to be in May 2014 when our first team, uh, which was me, son Luke was part of, uh, got to uh, under the uh, uh, head coach Ian Gittins, got to Twickenham. Uh, many of us remember that great day in May. Probably took three or four thousand people from the league and the surrounding area. And unfortunately, uh, we lost by about three points. But what a great day that was for a community club like Leek to play at the Holy Turf. And uh, I suppose the other part is to see um, majority of Leek's players, both boys and girls, men's, um, from within the community. Um, uh, and many of them go on to play, certainly senior rugby. And uh, in recent years, we've had a very successful uh uh, girls team but yeah it's uh, it's a combination of uh, a number of things really perfect uh, so uh, mark you are you are a volunteer um so how has that been uh, difficult challenging your sort of uh, the chairman of the rugby club but also your sort of personal uh, work as well yeah sometimes uh, it's fair to say you feel as if you it's uh, it's a full time job. Uh, uh, certainly, anybody gets involved in uh, community sport in different levels, whether you be the coach, the parent on the touchline, or, or certainly committee roles. It it can be a, a full time commitment, but enjoyable at the same time. So it's important to stress to our members uh, in terms of uh, paid roles. The only paid roles we've ever had are in the last. Uh, eight to nine years as a senior head coach and relevant bar staff. Um, and obviously, so occasionally the kitchen staff as well. Um, everything else is volunteers. Uh, certainly uh, the role of the chair within any uh, sports uh, activity, certainly within the rugby club, is to try and ensure we've got a running an efficient and effective rugby club um, based on all the governance and all the rules and regulations 
Um, certainly, my uh, I, I still work for a living, like the majority of our committee do. Um, so people must understand it's on top of a, a busy day job as well. Um, certainly, in the last 14, 15 months, I have to say it's been very, very challenging off the pitch, never mind on the pitch. Um, certainly off the pitch, the, the, the main crux has been to ensure that we come out the other side, both financially and um, for players' point of view. Certainly the role of the committee is to ensure all sections have the best facility they can within our means um, and we get that facility ready. Um, I have to say in those last 12, 14 months through great support of the committee and many, many other people, whether it be membership, sponsors, certainly great support of the RFU, Government, Sports England, um, we believe we're able to come out the other side. Um, and as of last week, um, through the roadmap, it seems like at the moment we have not lost any players, both from a senior point and a junior point of view. And that includes the under-18 girls as well. In fact, from all the data I've got, it suggests we've actually gained, which is absolutely brilliant. So we're now, the key part is to make sure we start gradually working towards normality absolutely that's the that's that's what you really you you, you want to see you want to sort of uh, get back to normality and and get back to rugby every saturday or sunday um so what are um league rugby clubs plans for the future whether that's on or, or or off the off the field yeah i suppose any of us who are involved in different businesses you always like to think what's the here and now, short, medium, long term. Obviously, in, right right now, it's about making sure we, uh, as I say, back to some normality, make sure we've got the pitches up to speed. Uh, bear in mind, there's nothing been done for the last three or four months. But uh, looking at them if last, um, over the last few days, it'll look well, making sure our uh, changing rooms, uh, toilets are fit for use. And bear in mind, there's no changing room access at the moment. Um, then over the next few months, as the roadmap improves, there'll be that gradual return to adapted formats, certainly at the Colts age group, seniors and the under-18 girls. There will be planned sevens tournaments in the summer, June and July. And the minis and juniors very much around... Um, learning role, relearning those skills again, getting the body right, meeting the mates. And during that summertime, which is different than previous years, the RFU through government support have allowed all sections in May, June, July and August to uh, have an adapted format. Hopefully we'll move to normality. But in those summer months, we will be able to um, carry on doing the skill-based stuff. Um, and getting ready, hopefully, for that normal season in 21-22 for everybody. Um, looking further ahead, um, most of the members uh, are cited that approximately three years ago, four years ago, we uh, we suggested that uh, we wanted to develop the clubhouse Many of us will have seen different plans. Um, 
where we're getting to at the moment is through uh, some um, some great work that's been done over the last few years by members in many, many ways and support of many other people and agencies. Our next stage is how we can develop that clubhouse um, moving forward to our centenary year in 2023. So uh, only in recent days, we've set up a working group We've met uh, the architect, who's also a um, a, a club uh, um, volunteer, but it's professional, Chris Hesketh, and uh, those plans design are started based on what we can afford. Uh, it looks like we will go to the rear of the clubhouse to extend the clubhouse, because if any of you's been to the clubhouse on a Saturday or even a busy Sunday, we know we can't cope. Um, once those plans or uh, proposals put to the committee, we'll ensure that's shared across the wider membership. Uh, at this moment in time, we don't propose to ex have more changing rooms. A couple of reasons. One, a lot of money. And two, we haven't got the infrastructure if, in terms of parking, if we played three games at the same time. We know we've been able to do that but we've been able to stagger the times. So watch this space. Um, if everything works to plan with all the various rules and regulations, uh, we would hope to uh, commence, if we can, um, the extension during uh, summer 2022. But let's watch this space. Absolutely. Um, so other than, other than obviously the, the extension of the clubhouse, um, what, other things you're hoping to see uh, leak become in the next five years or so? We never stop developing our young people. Obviously, there's lots of great volunteers, dads, mums, uh, with the intention still to, as a club, uh, certainly from a senior men's section, is the majority of our players we hope and want to, to develop within the club. Uh, and, and at the same time, we do have some... Um, uh, senior players who who've, uh, do come to the club to play for the club, but may not have come in through the junior section. Uh, but the, the vast percentage of um, those players uh, do play within the senior section. And then another stage is over the next five years, we've just had a great under-18s girls team who, who unfortunately through education will drift off now into uh, further education Um you know, university, etc., and that becomes a challenge because uh, they're not going to be around. However, we've got a, a strong group of under-13s, under-15s um, who have developed over the last 18 months, and we want to progress those as well. Um, so that's sort of on the field with support of various coaches, improving coaches' uh, professional development, and... Um, as we sit here today, we are in the process of recruiting a new um, uh, senior head coach and coaching team. Um, our, our previous head coach, um, Lee Pickles, has stood down um, and Lee's done a grand job over the last five or six years. Personally, thank Lee. Um, but in due course, um, that, that head coach will be announced. And um, certainly that's on the field. Um, 
think most of us realise we've probably got one of the best facilities on the field as well. And then with all the pitches and the lights, etc. Then off the field, we hope in the next uh, 18 months, two years at that particular clubhouse extension um, that we're able to do within our financial means with the support of membership, sponsors and many other events. So we keep moving forward, not backwards. That's the plan anyway. So just speaking on events, um, you just touched on it there. What what events have you got uh, in the books and uh, and what have you hoping to to more events over, over the next few six nine months yeah adam as we um as most a number of people will be aware due through to covid oh we've got a, an active club committee and my plea to any of us who is listening to this is we're always willing um to take more volunteers on no as a rugby club no one person or no individual can do it by themselves we work as a collective and not doesn't that actually mean to say you have to be a committee role, but you can be supportive. So through um, our clubhouse chair, Caroline Mellet, and our social secretary, various things had been planned, had to get on hold. But to further plans, we obviously want to do, we're planning sometime in July, hopefully, if we can, a club fun day. Uh, uh, and that's uh, watch this space again that'll get uh, shared around um, obviously during the summer from a playing point of view you've got sevens tournaments some will be hosted at Leek if everything works to plan and then we will hopefully if we can move into the September normality we'll have those busy, septa- uh, busy Saturdays and Sundays and we hope to return to our yearly bonfire firework display that everybody enjoys it's done safely for the community back in november and i know um, we're busy trying to find a um a date for our black tidy which the plan is it will take place at the three horseshoes at black Shamore. obviously we've had to postpone that now two or three times um as i say um those type of events we know everybody enjoys uh, and we like to uh, at the same time raise uh, funds for the club because the club cannot survive it's important to say that cannot survive without our great sponsors membership and as I say in recent months the great support of uh, governments and sports England the RFU obviously we we're all trying to do the best we can we are all volunteers um, we hope all sections, parents, kids, adults, enjoy what we provide. We're always happy to take feedback. But what I will say to you, what we have, what we want is constructive feedback. And if you've got other options to solve whatever people perceive as a problem or an issue, um, Obviously, over the next few weeks and months, as we make that gradual return, um, please step up. Um, and at the same time, what I will say to I have to say publicly, through those many, many sponsors, and, it, and it's a hard one to say, picking out a few, but obviously our main club sponsor, Esther Kemp, um, Breeze House, uh, all local firms, um, great guys, great people who run it. Um, 
what we would appeal to anybody is to please support all our sponsors on our website. My other plea is to members. We can't survive without membership. Um, and it's important to understand if we hadn't have had that great support of agencies such as Sports England, the government, and the RFU, um, we probably wouldn't be in a situation. We wouldn't be, we, no rugby club would have been able to survive. You can't survive on just one form of income. And um, it's important that now we get back to that normality in a safe way and we all enjoy the sport of rugby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, perfect. Thanks. Thank, thank you very much, Mark. Um, if anyone wants to get involved with League Rugby, um, you know where to find Mark. If if anybody wants to get in contact with any of us, all different roles, it's all over our website, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, a number of us are involved in WhatsApp groups. Uh, we haven't got an, an active Twitter account as such, um, but we tried hardest to uh, share whatever's going on. And uh, as I say, when normality returns in, inside, you will everybody will start to see a revamped clubhouse repainted and hopefully in the next few weeks some new tables and chairs which will make it very attractive the future looks bright unfortunately that's all we have time for thanks again mark for speaking to us be sure to check out our other podcasts thank you and goodbye